I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network, and joining me. As always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the We Back Boy, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick is back. Back we again. Back. Let's we go. Back. Thank you, Nick, for being back. Even though I do want to shout out uh, some guests over the past two days. Austin Garuya uh, came on the pod a few days ago. Callie Kaplan, Dallas Morning News, was yeah. on the pod yesterday. And uh, we had a little technical difficulty with the YouTube video on that. So sorry, YouTubers. But you can go listen to the audio and all the podcast uh, formats. But subscribe to YouTube because we'll have YouTube videos every single day. And all of you guys have been subscribing and watching. So thank you so much. This one will be up on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment on stuff. Like and subscribe. And uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, the Odyssey app, all kinds of stuff on there. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. All right, Isaac Harris. Today... We're back, finally. It feels like it's been forever, but I guess we took the weekend, and then there was the uh, you know, the two days with the guests. We actually were together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was in Dallas, which is kind of funny. I was at the AAC for the Spurs game, but I did not go to the game. I was eating dinner and having a great date night with my wife. Uh, but yeah, we enjoyed that, enjoyed the time in Dallas. feels real good to go back. It's It was like a coma. It was like I woke up from a coma, and I was just back in DFW. So that's yes, what we, I was doing. We have seen each other on a screen for... <laughs> three years. Three years now? Yeah. And then we finally seen each other in person. And Nick's first words to me was, you're not just 2D. <laughs> I said, you have a bottom half. <laughs> yeah, you, you, have, you have a bottom half. <laughs> I saw him IRL and it was great. Uh, we had a great time. Enjoyed being with one another. Meeting your kids. I, g- guys, let me tell you. Isaac's kids are the most adorable <laughs> little things. Like His son is just like... He's, he's going to take over Isaac's role in the podcast one day. Because the energy he brings and just the jokes. And he'll immediately copy your faces. And yeah, it's, it was just great to, to hang out with you and your kids and all that. Yeah, we grilled fajitas on a back porch. Oh, delicious. And it, wasn't a, it wasn't a game day brisket, but it was true. fajitas. And That's and why the Mavs real, lost. It was real good. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about, we're going to give you a standings update. We're going to go through the Western Conference. We are recording before the Portland Trailblazers play the Celtics tonight. So we're not 100% sure about that game, but wanted to break it down, just talk about what are the stakes for the Mavericks, because the big thing we're going to talk about today is Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic going off on the play-in and the actual the actual schedule and how brutal it's been and all that. And so that gives us a little bit of an insight into Luka sitting back-to-backs, Porzingis sitting back-to-backs, all this stuff. It's a lot more condensed, this schedule, than it has been in the past. And so we'll break down Cuban's comments. We'll break down Luka's comments. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, I think the big news in sports has been Jamal Murray. And this goes into our standings update, is that Jamal Murray has torn his ACL. He's obviously out for the rest of this season, which is huge for Denver. It's it's it, awful for him as a player, right? He yeah. had that crazy run in the bubble. And then he started this season kind of rough. 
Uh, still scoring points, but not super efficient, just not really impacting too much. And then he just went on this crazy run recently. He had that 50-point game. He's just been playing really, really well. Uh, Locked on Nuggets guys have nothing but good things to say about Jamal Murray. And then now he's just it's just done. And not just done for this season, but like what if they start next season the way that it normally is, right? Like in September or you know, like, like late October. Not September. Yeah, late, like late October or mid-October like they've done before. Like he's probably going to be out for a big portion of next season too. And then we know with Porzingis, it takes a while to come back from that injury. It takes a while to look right when you come back from an injury like that. Some people say it's a two-year injury. You're not going to be out for two years, but two years to get back to the player that you were. So a brutal loss for the Nuggets, a brutal loss for, for Jamal Murray. Like all of a sudden, I can't imagine being a player and just having – your whole life revolve around something, right? And it's probably his outlet. It's probably how he gets frustration in his life out. It's probably, you know, how he, you know, is goal oriented and gets to things. Like he's been a guy that you've heard stories about him and his dad going back and training with things. And like his whole life, he's been building up to this NBA career. And then all of a sudden, just bam, like a portion of it is just taken away from you. Like it's just a brutal thing to think about as a human and as, uh, you know, thinking about as a media member of a basketball player. Yeah, I hate it for him. Uh, you know, you, you read that story that uh, I think it was Jackie Mack who wrote the the long story on him back a couple years ago, oh, just yeah, yeah, on yeah. his work ethic and everything. It was just crazy. Uh, I hate it for a young. Uh, we can separate this from a Mavericks angle and a Nuggets angle. Uh, yeah, we haven't we'll, done the Mavericks angle yet. This yeah, is, yeah, this is the Nuggets human angle first. Yes, Nuggets human angle. I hate this for this young team uh, because. You know, they've kind of taken those natural progression steps of making the playoffs, making it around. They made it to the conference finals. And this was like their year. They made they swung for it with the Aaron Gordon trade. And they've won eight of you know, eight of their last ten games. They look like they're in a groove. Jokic is, I mean, front runner for MVP right now, even though I think Embiid's right there with him. But it's just brutal, like you said. And now they have to figure out at the end of next season. They have to figure out what you know how much they pay Michael Porter Jr. They have to figure out how much they pay Aaron Gordon. They're under contract through next season, and you're not going to pay. You know, like you want to pay those guys based off what you think your core, you know, the core ceiling is, and you're not going to know what your core ceiling really is by the by the time that happens. Because, like you said, I mean, I mean, you look at a full year recovery. What can it next April that he could possibly be back? So. I just I hate it for that team. I hate it for him. And yeah, it's it'll be I'm so curious to where the Nuggets go from here. Like I said, they've won eight of the last ten. They're right there fourth in the Western Conference. They're a game above the Lakers. They're two and a half games above the Blazers, and they're four and a half games above Dallas. This is before that Blazers game, like Nick said. Now it's just like what happens? Do they do they stay there? Do they kind of do the whole Charlotte thing to where you know you kind of just hover around that same spot? Or do they free fall some? I I just don't know what happens with them now. Yeah, right now they're thirty four and twenty. I don't believe they played tonight. No, because they just played last night. Uh, yeah, I don't believe they played thirty four and twenty. They're a game up on the Lakers, uh, and then they're what two and a half games up on the Blazers, and three and a half games up, four and a half games up on the Mavericks. So. I don't see them falling outside of that four five. Probably. I don't know if Portland has a run in them. The Lakers, you know, if even if they move up one or, if, you know, if they get those guys back and they move up to four, like they'd only move down to five, the Mavericks have a really easy schedule the rest I was gonna of the say, way. The Mavericks schedule comes into play for them. They have an easy schedule the rest of the way, but 
guys, like the Rockets were easy too. We've we've watched this team, you know, like this team, it gets into the schedule stuff, right? They're going to sit some of these guys back to backs, and they're, you know, like some of you say, why you never do (laughs) schedule previews, never. You never go through each game and say that's a win and that's a loss. It's it's our biggest pet peeve. This is why we never do it. It's because you look at that Rockets game. You look at the spread. You're like, oh, that's a win right there. No, you don't know what's going to happen. Oh. So let's go through the next like 10 games of the Mavericks schedule and predict each of them. <laughs> win, win, loss. So, but the Mavericks do seem like the team that could make a run, right? I just heard uh, Zach Lowe and Chris Herring do a big breakdown of the Mavericks and talk about how they're a team that is primed to make this run. They've been really good their last, you know, 30 games or so when they have their roster. They've had little injuries here and there, and then obviously they had load management of Luka and KP. Um, it's looking like those two Lakers games could be, you know, could be LeBronless, right? Like probably LeBronless if like I think Woj and Windhorse's reporting is correct, which yeah, you know, uh, one half of that duo is usually correct about th- <laughs> about things. So I'm gonna go on with them. So that's looking positive for the Mavericks, but it goes back to what Isaac just said. You can never predict. That's why you play the games. It's why you go after it. So, but I do think they'll try to really win those Lakers games because they could win the the season series. Coming up, talk a little bit more about the standings, and then let's get into Luca and Mark Cuban's comments about the play-in. We'll debate it. We've been kind of talking about talking around this you know argument a lot. Isaac has one side of it. I kind of fall on the other side of it. So. For once, we'll actually debate and talk about something we disagree. First take style coming up. But before we do, Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. The Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, Isaac Harris. Who, man, who's the Ultra Player of the Week? Um, I mean, even though KP missed out on the last game, I think I have to go with KP. Chris Porzingis' game against the Spurs, uh, like Zach Lowe and Chris Herring were even talking about how he looked specifically in that game. And it's just one of those one of those games where you go, oh, you know, like, oh, that's what that's the level this team could hit if he's playing like that. It was kind of back to bubble Porzingis. Yeah, bubble Porzingis, he's on it. He's on it with his shooting. The whole thing with him is we got to get him staying on the court. But his last three games have been really good. The Mavs are one and three this week, by the way. So not many are gonna hit this. This ultra player of the week. Uh, but yeah, Porzingis in this last week, they're one and two when he plays. He's averaging 26.7 game uh, points per game, 15 rebounds, basically. Uh, just about two assists and about two blocks per game. Shooting 53, 47, and 100. Only two free throw attempts per game, so we got to worry about that. But pretty good stats. Kristaps Porzingis coming out, showing us exactly what he can be. Uh, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. And like Jimmy Butler leaving this this like translucent door right now in front of us on YouTube, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Check out some Michelob Ultra. Also want to tell you about our friends at Locked On Today. Host Peter Bukowski has great guests, incredible guests, maybe some of the best guests on the network, like some of the best rising talent on the network always, especially Except today. Especially if you're listening today on Wednesday. Go listen. There is an incredible guest. You guys will not guess who it is. Locked on today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this uh, standings update just a little bit more before we get into Luca and Cuban's comments. What about this Nuggets thing? 
could affect the Mavericks with Jamal Murray. Um, because all of a sudden, like if they get to, if the Mavericks can get to five and play the Nuggets in the first round, you'd much rather play the Nuggets without Jamal Murray than you'd rather play the Clippers or the Suns or, you know, even the, the Jazz, right? Like that's the team all of a sudden. If the Jazz stay where they are, uh, then that's a team that you, you kind of want to gun for. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it's it's just kind of hard when you see where Dallas, it's like, all right, if Dallas finishes at six, then they're they're playing the three seed, which is you know probably not going to be Denver at this point. Uh, it's probably going to be one of the LA teams, the Clippers, Lakers, whoever it is. So if the Nuggets stay at the four or five, then you're looking at okay, you know, Lakers three and a half games out of that. The the uh, Nuggets are two and a half games out of that three spot right now. Yeah. So if the Lakers, I mean, or if the Nuggets are setting there at, you know. I think I think we're going to see teams now shooting for for Denver, right? I mean that that's the thing everybody's going to be. Who are those teams though? It's like the Mavs and then like the Blazers. The Blazers going to, I don't know, just all of a sudden try to go for it. Like, what can the Blazers do? I don't know if they're sitting guys like the Mavs are. They've just had injuries, like straight up injuries, which yeah. they just got back Nurk recently, so that could be a big boost for them too. Yeah, for sure. So I, no, I think it's more. You know, it feels like the Clippers are kind of separating themselves from the Nuggets and Lakers. I mean, the Clippers are, what, three and a half games above the Lakers at this point for that three seed, which, you know, obviously when LeBron and AD come back, they can try to make those up. We just don't know how many games that, that will be. But yeah, there's not a ton left, right? Like how many games the Lakers even have left? It would be really bullcrap Lakerish for the Nuggets <laughs> to face the Lakers in the first round somehow. Oh, I know. It would be. Yeah. That would just be so stupid. But. I, the thing with the Jamal Murray loss is it's it's at a position for them. You know, for instance, if this was Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter or something like that, you're like, all right, well, they already have a guy that kind of fills that role. They they just traded Gary Harris away too. It's not saying Jamal Murray is like a lockdown you know guard defender, but now they're like, I feel like they're extra thin in the guard spot. And the composite believers out there, now is your time Oof. to shine. You better there be saving those. Uh, well, it's it's him. It's Monte Morris, right? I mean, he's the guy. If he's, yeah, I haven't heard his name in a long time. I'm assuming he's injured or something. Composo uh, top shot moments are going up right now. So make sure you <laughs> so put yeah, him in the market. Monte Morris, Faku Composo. Those are the two guys that are really going to have to step up for them. Uh, all right. Let's get into this Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic thing because this was the big news. This is why I went on lockdown today. By the way, spoiler alert. I, I was the one that went on lockdown today with, with Peter Bukowski. That was me. Um, so this started after the Sixers game, Luca was with the media and he said, you know, I don't understand the idea of a play in you play 72 games to get into the playoffs. Then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. So I don't see the point of that. It Preach started it, with brother. that quote, right? Preach it. And you knew that people were going to feel things about it. It's kind of, you know, obviously Luca's going to feel that way because they're in the seventh seed because it's p- the potential for that. Would Luca care so much ap- about the play? And if they were in sixth or if they were like solely entrenched in fourth or something like that, uh, I'm not sure, not hundred percent sure if he would have felt that way about it. But uh, so now that quote comes out. And then after that, cool. uh, Mark Cuban follows it up with, you know, quotes to ESPN about how the, you know, the, the big quote that, that's coming out right now is, in hindsight, this approach to the season was an enormous mistake. And talking about how, you know, the uh, the, the season was a, mis- was a mistake, the way that they did the schedule, the way that they compressed the schedule, all that. He said a lot of quotes, but this is Mark Cuban. I get why the NBA is doing it. 
Cuban said in a series of messages to ESPN, basically Tim McMahon texting him, essentially. Uh, but if we we're going to be creative because of COVID, we should go straight up 1-20 to 20 and let the bottom four play in. So not conference play in. It would be you know straight up like this 1-16, through 16, but with the bottom four uh, in the NBA. So then this year's particularly uh, has to do it because 10 games were cut from the normal 82-game schedule. Uh, and so then he keeps going on. What's worse about this approach is that it doubles the stress of the compressed schedule. Rather than playing for the playoff spot and being able to rest players as the standings becomes clearer, teams have to approach every game as a playoff game to either get into or stay into the top six since the consequences, as Lucas said, are enormous. Okay, there's a bunch of different angles here. The one that I'm seeing a lot today is that Mark Cuban's talking out of both sides of his mouth because he is you know, condemning the way that they did this play-in and the way that they did the schedule, but the Board of Governors mm-hmm. unanimously voted for this. So yeah. he voted for it, and now he's going against it. That's what I've seen a lot today. Yeah. My thing is, yes, they voted for it, and now they didn't think about what, it would, what the play-in would do and what the condensed schedule would do in tandem and the consequence of that. Yeah. And so there there's that. And I think that's what it is more so. They didn't see the consequence of this coming. They didn't see how those two things together, the play-in and the condensed schedule because of COVID, are going to affect these players because there's two factors now that Cuban brought up. There's the obviously condensed schedule, right? I think Tim McMahon tweeted out some some stats that like last season teams played 3.4 games per week. This season, they're playing 3.7 games per week, which doesn't seem like a big jump, right? It's not like one whole more game, but that's, what, like a quarter of a game more a week, which is, you know, a couple more back-to-backs here and there. It's a condensed schedule. They cut down on some of the travel. Like, I think I saw like 15 to 20% of the travel or something like that, but it's not a lot of the travel condensed. And then you have this play-in where more teams are in it, and so you have teams like the Mavericks that have been playing this eight-man rotation for, I mean, like... Dirk knows how long they've been playing this this eight-man rotation, right? Like, forever. And so, uh, it's having guys play more minutes and smaller rotations and all this. We've heard the thing about blowouts where teams are just kind of mailing it in at certain points. So, teams that want to get in the play-in and stay out of the play-in don't have the luxury of kind of mailing it in certain games like that. So, long way of saying, Cuban's comments were taken in all different directions. What comment, which way did you take these? Well, I, yeah, I, I saw the same thing too of, you know, McMahon tweet out and was like, hey, Cuban basically voted for this. But I mean, I think we can all agree that there are, <laughs> there are times that we had an opinion on something or we made a stand on something. And then later on down the road, it played out and we're like, yeah, in hindsight. And that was Cuban's thing. In hindsight, <laughs> looking back on it, no, I, I don't think it was a good idea. So like when you start a daily Mavericks podcast and have to do a podcast every single day. That's what we do. <laughs> no, I'm saying we made the decision, and then later down the road, we're like, oh, dang, this actually means we have to do one every day. <laughs> every day. Now we're four years down the line. Hey. Uh, but, but no. Subscribe I, to YouTube. <laughs> and Odyssey app. <laughs> yeah, Himalaya. No, just right. <laughs> um, But no. Guys, shout out if you're still listening on Himalaya. Yes, shout out to you. Shout out. So... I think, you know, Lucas saying that last night, as soon as he said it after the game, I'm like, okay, here we go. And I loved it because you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I have been against this playing tournament. I, 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 at least here's the the only thing I disagree with Luca is saying, he said, I don't see the point in it. I see the point. It's money. That's the only reason for it. 
is for money. Now, I could hear a slight argument of, okay, what well, helps the tanking situation because if some teams are down there around 10, 11, 12, instead of just throwing the talent like, hey, let's just go for the 10 seed. I could maybe hear that, but this is so much about money because there's a potential that that you know playing tournament weekend could be Steph, Zion, Ja, Luca. I get all that, and that that sounds super exciting. But I feel like I'm not the only one that has things in my life that look at it and say, look at something and say, man, this is exciting. I enjoy this, but also if it was taken away, I would be perfectly down for that too. <laughs> and I think you can have that. Like I will watch it, and I will say. Cool basketball, fun, but do I think it should happen? Absolutely not. I do not like this at all. For me, this is always always comes back to let's just hand out participation ribbons. Let's just let's just continue on. Let's just hand these out because this is the fake. Uh, you made the playoff type thing. It's like why? Why do we need this? Like, just if you're good enough for the playoffs, make the top eight. If not, you're not you're not good enough. Just like the all-star thing. I don't want to expand the rosters. Keep it a freaking 12. Why do we need to hand out participation ribbons anymore? That is not what it is at all, and I'm going to tell you why coming up. But before we do, we got to get to Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar that we've ever had. They're absolutely delicious, and, uh, yeah, they're pretty good for you, too. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, uh, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. There's a whole bunch of flavors you can get right now. The Mint Brownie, we love that one. You can see that one right here if you're watching on YouTube. Raspberry, Cherry, Barcia, love that one. People love the cookies and cream. I'm not super big on that one. Peanut Butter Brownie is good. Coconut Almond, all kinds of stuff. You can mix and match. You can do the bites. The little bites are awesome. I actually had one of those today. Uh, they do all kinds of other stuff, too. They have this built boost that uh, is kind of like a, uh, what do you call it, a crystal light packet that kind of goes into your drink and is uh, helps your immune defense. They do built broth if you're into that kind of stuff. They have these built goes we used to do a bunch of ads for. So, for example, the uh, if you want to look at some of these bars right here, built bar compared to some of these other ones, there's a great chart right here if you guys want to look at that and see how Built Bar stacks up to some of these others. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Not your first one, your next order of Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com and check that out and use the promo code LOCKED15. Also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the one-stop shop, the one place that we trust to go check out some sporting action to put some money down on it. So lots of stuff all the time on uh, on. Bet online, you can go and check out some NBA action. Let's see what they have for tomorrow. They have the Knicks and the Pelicans. Pelicans three point favor over the Knicks. Interesting. I don't know. I think I might pick the Knicks in this one, even though they're without Mitchell Robinson. The Pacers a five and a half point favor over the Houston Rockets. Mavericks one and a half point favor over the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies are, are are scrappy, but the Mavericks really need a win now. So I feel good about that one. I feel good about the Mavericks picking them there. Uh, go to, to betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Get 50% welcome bonus to the first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Go check out Lockdown NBA Draft. They have all the coverage. Our friend Mavs Draft, Richard, has some excellent stuff. He has vowed in some way, shape, or form to do a scouting report, whether on the podcast or in writing or whatever, on 150 prospects in this draft. He is just going all in on this draft. So follow him. He's on Tuesdays. He did a great episode today uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday. Follow it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Isaac Harris. So before this, you said that the play-in is a participation trophy and a participation ribbon. You compared it to adding more all-star selections, and I think that's completely not what it is. It's not a participation trophy. It is an opportunity for a team. It's an opportunity for 
the New York Knicks or somebody to become relevant, all of a sudden your season can matter. There's all these teams, like right now, the Raptors, 21 and 34. They are, what, uh, seven games out of the eighth seed. All of a sudden their season matters now. Whereas before they were incentivized to just tank it out and to not play good basketball, to not have meaningful games. Whereas if they have a matchup with the Bulls, who they're two and a half games, you know, two games behind right now, all of a sudden that game really matters for that play in. And it's another incentive for a team to be good, to play, to play games that matter instead of, you know, oh, let's just give you like, if you make the play in, no one's going to say, oh, cool. You made the play in. no one's going to hang a banner. Like no one's hanging a summer league banner for the play in. What you what you would be excited about for is if you got real hot uh, for a team like the Raptors that they had some injuries and dealt with a bunch of stuff before. If the Raptors got really hot at the end of the season, got into the play in, and then actually won and got to the playoffs, right? They got hot at the right time, and it incentivizes that more too. And obviously, the weekend of you know of play in is going to be excellent, right? That's always super fun, I think. Games that super matter, you know, one and done type scenario for one team. They're going to go all out. You're going to see what it's like for an NBA team to go all out. When do we ever see that in this sport? How often do we see a team that has to go balls to the wall all out and play for their lives? Like, if their their season's lives depend on it. Yeah, if they make it, the playoffs and they actually get to a game six or game seven, an elimination game. Yeah, but how often does that happen? It usually happens where it's the six. So we of have last to create year. the spot for them. Just because they're not good enough, we have to create an opportunity for them to show that they have. Now they have to try. Try Adam hard. Silver's- try hard through the season so you get the chance to actually try on a big stage. Adam Silver's one thing he said to us when I went to sports business classroom at, at Summer League in Vegas was, it's hard to be in my position because I have 30 businesses under under me, or, you know, in, in whatever he's, however he said it, he said it much better than I did. And only one of them succeeds, right? Yeah. Like, one of them wins the championship. And so you have to kind of find ways to make your season a success in different ways. And I think this is another way to do it, to put more people on, dis- more teams on display, you know, to give teams a chance, right? Like the Sacramento Kings. This play-in was made for a team like the Sacramento Kings that just can't get out of their own way. They draft these guys that are supposed to be good, right? That everyone says Marvin Bagley is supposed to be really, really good. He ends up not being that, right? He ends up not being that and all this. They say, oh, to keep your stars, you have to pay them. Well, they pay Buddy Heald, and it ends up not being worth it. You have to acquire talent the way that they can. They acquire Harrison Barnes, and it just doesn't seem to be worth it, right? Like, you go after Luke Walton, all this stuff. They can't get out of their own way. This is made for a franchise like them. They can finally be a little relevant. To get a ribbon, yeah. No, that they can be a little relevant and (laughs) and have a chance to get there, right? It's an opportunity. It's not a participation trip. It's not a participation trophy. It's a golden ticket. Because it's like, like what's, what's like the Willy reason Wonka. we it's, get these ribbons? Like what's the reason you, people, kids and youth get the participation ribbons? It's like where you're saying like these these teams now. If the participation is- trophy like allowed you to go to another tournament, right, and try out and do a tryout, basically, right? Like that's what it is. It's not like oh, congrats, you earned this, you're done, go home and like hang it on your corkboard in your in your office or in your room. It's here, this is an opportunity for you to go to the next level, right? Yeah, but if it's like you, going to a youth league and saying, all right, kids, here's a participation trophy. Now all of you get invited to the AAU tournament. It's like, no, well, most of you suck, so you shouldn't go to the AAU it's tournament. It's not all of you. It's not all of you. 20 out of 30 teams. We're the at- Rockets, that's 10, that's a third of the league that's not in it. Okay, but that's the thing. It's like, all right, and well, you still have to, you still have to do something. more next year. Let's, let's you still have to do something to get in. 
You still have to win games. You still have to win a couple games to get yeah, in the playoffs. Two. Like, you can literally win two games and jump teams by, like, how many games in the standing? Seven, What's eight the games? You can win four games in the first round of the playoffs, right? Like, it's not that different from that. Yeah, but to get in, I'm saying you could be 10th tenth <laughs> in your conference and win two games, and now you're in the playoffs whenever, like, you were so many games behind that, and now you can close that gap in two games? That's messed Here's- up. Here's another one. The Warriors right now are what? Three and a half games back from Dallas in seventh, right? Like they're not that far. Uh, and yeah. they've had a bunch of injuries. This is this is to help a team, a little bit of an insurance for a team that dealt with a ton of injuries that they're better than their record actually says because they dealt with it, especially in this season, like the season the Mavericks have gone through with COVID and all that, right? You want these extra opportunities to prove that you're a team that belongs there. And I, I understand from the from a Mavericks fan, especially in seventh, right? Like seventh is probably the worst spot. Eighth is, you know, you're probably going to get destroyed by the one seed anyway in the first round. And so I guess eighth is not that big of a deal for the play-in. But with seventh, you're like, oh, man, we could have two bad games in a row and all of a sudden just be out of it. But for the Mavericks, should love a season like this. And I understand it from the fans' point of view that it, that it stinks, especially right there. But anyone else, the, the Warriors fans, the Pelicans fans, the Kings fans, maybe not the Kings fans. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> They're 18 games back from, from the Jazz. No. They're three games back from the Pelicans, guys. <laughs> what are the Kings doing? Uh, so, yeah, but those fan bases, they actually have some some kind of incentive and some kind of opportunity for their season to make sense instead of and to, to actually be something instead of just, well, cool. okay, H- well. Hang that, hang that felt banner in your bedroom, 13-year-old no kid in Sacramento, that you made the no play in No one's hanging tournament. a banner. <clears throat> I just think it gives over- you false hope, too. It's like, cool. Like, what are you telling yourself as a front office? Guys, we made ninth and 10th the past three years. We made the play-in tournament. We were so close. This is so cool. So should we rebuild again or should we move in forward? Like, what does it give you? It gives your fan base one fun game because you're not good enough to actually be in the playoffs. I just don't like this. That's better than no fun games. I just don't like this watering down of at some point. Of what? Watering down of what? Of the league. It's like, okay, cool. Now we're like... It's okay, the 20, season 20 out of 30 teams now make a postseason type of thing. So no. what's the so slippery slope? You, you can't call it that. You keep calling it a po- no, you keep calling it a postseason thing, and it's not. So it's what different. is it? It's separate. It's a play-in. It's Nobody calls the play-in for the NCAA tournament a play-in, right? Like, True. No one could, or no one calls that the actual tournament or being part of the big uh, dance. I mean, you're on the bracket. Like, you're wasn't, UCL, the wasn't UCLA in a play-in? Yeah, for sure. They get they were given an opportunity to play in, and yeah. it worked out for them because they were better than their record said because of the COVID and all this stuff. So many factors go into a season. Anything could happen during a se- a long season. Okay, so where's the cutoff? So why I mean, why don't you, we you just play, do the you, whole league? You, you play around with it. They they had the three point line at one point, and they moved it in for two years, and then they moved it back when they realized it was a bad idea. Right? Like this is not stuff that is set in stone for the rest of forever. They'll experiment with it. They'll try it. We tried the team dunk contest, and it was terrible. Right? No, like John brutal. Wall won it, I guess, but it was awful, and they switched it back. Like I don't. This slippery slope thing is not a, is not a thing to me because they do can all change 30, it back. Then. Let's do all thirty. Who would agree to that? No one would agree to that. The Thunder? Why not? Let's give the Thunder. Thunder fans want a chance. The the Thunder are not trying to win their own game. The Kings? But, like, that's my point. It's like, all the reasons you gave for those fanny pack out there. All those reasons we gave for those teams, and you know, from 7 to 10. It's like, all right, well, let's just give everybody a shot. The Wolves. The Wolves have won 14 games. They're they're not putting them in in any kind of postseason. Like, right? There's there's the cutoff right there. 
Okay. You give four. T- you have t- this is you're literally only giving two extra teams an option, an, a, an ability to try and get into this. I just think it's bullcrap to whoever lands at seven. Of course. Well, of course, saying. it's the Mavericks now. But it's bullcrap for any team. I don't care if it's not the Mavericks. It's bullcrap for any team who lands at seven. And you're looking at. I mean, you look at the East. And it's what a five game difference. You look now. I think the the part they should bring back that they had last year for the bubble that they didn't do this year is if you're a certain amount of games away from somebody, then it doesn't yeah. happen. But they didn't do that for this year. It's just straight up. And now I think it's important to talk about how the, this bracket's laid out. I think we kind of cut out. Maybe you might have talked about this. But this year, seven plays eight, nine plays ten. It's not a seven versus ten type thing. So seven plays eight, the winner of that is the seventh seed. Nine plays ten, and then the winner of that plays, you know, the the loser of seven and eight for the spot for the eighth seed. So I, I just think it's dumb that a team can be five, six, possibly seven game. Like, what if we're sitting here at the end of the season and Dallas has a six, seven game yeah. lead over the over the Warriors? But they and, don't. Right now, but I'm saying but we're not. Don't, the, we're not at the end of the season. <laughs> like we're talking about the end of the season. What if they do have a six or whoever it is has a six seven game lead? They go out and they lose that first game to Memphis in the A seed, and now they're playing against the Warriors, who were seven games behind them. Is it best one, out of two? Isn't it best out of two for the seven? No, seven plays eight, and the in winner, one game in one game seven plays eight. So in this scenario, Dallas would play Memphis, and they the, have another chance. Then, then they then they play the nine ten. So you're okay. So you're saying it's fair to lose a seven game advantage that you're locked in the playoffs and you lose listen, two games listen, and it's listen, out. Listen, we're talking about the seven and eight seeds in the conference, right? We're not talking about they're playing a Phoenix. Team like you're not going to tell me a healthy Dallas team could beat Phoenix? They couldn't they, beat Phoenix at all. They could, but what if Dallas was? What if Dallas had more trouble with COVID or injuries, and then they were in seven and they I were get, nine yeah. or ten, and they got the opportunity? And they're like, oh, this is a team that could win if given the opportunity, right? Like. Okay. I mean, I just think, think about it from I that just, angle. I just think it's unfair that you're fighting for something in the regular season to to win these games and then well, bam, now, in two games you could le- lose all of that. Like well, that's Remember just, last year the Mavericks were like trying to angle for a certain seed and they were trying to angle for, you know, a seed they were like losing games down the stretch and now they're now the rest of their season is incentivized to get to 6. It incentivizes yeah. those teams to get out of it too. No, I and, the, and I get that. And the Mavericks for sure. have all the they've had all the chances to get out of seven, right? Like I'm not sitting here feeling bad for the Mavericks if they don't get out of seven because they've had all these chances. That Spurs game they should have won. There's that Thunder game, you know, <laughs> they sat those guys they should have won, right? It's not like they're going all I out get to that. get out of this. Which which goes back to the beginning point of this whole thing is that this compressed season makes this play in thing even worse, right? Uh if you're going to look at it that way, because all of a sudden it's compressed games matter a little bit more. And so you're playing a little bit, you know, you're playing your guys a little bit longer and then it's also compressed. And so, you know, there's fatigue, there's mental fatigue, there's soft tissue injury that our friend, Dr. Brian talks about, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So there's a whole amalgam of, this is a, a problem this year that I don't think they'll have in other years. They'll probably fix it again. And next season it'll be like, man, there's so many days off between games, you know, it'll be something like that where it'll, it'll be back to a little bit more normal. I think. Yeah, and I mean, I think your boy Jared Dudley tweeted out today. He's like, hey, I don't think it's going to My boy, be- Jared Dudley, I'll host your podcast. He's like, I don't think this is going to be happening next year. And it, the play-in? It, yeah, the play-in. And it, it sounds, Why it's, not? It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. But just wait until the first seven seed out there who has a huge you know, <laughs> seven-game lead loses two games, and all you know what's going to break loose because then it's, it's going to be unfair that you're going to lose that advantage over two games. 
And whenever you you put in the work and you did all of that to win those games this year, and then that 10 seed comes in and wins two, gets hot for two games, and then they're bam, they're in the playoffs and you're not. That that part is messed up for me. How many seven eight seeds like really super matter though, right? Like how many but, times do we? But we get can't one? look at that and say, okay, well, let's just say the eight seeds up for grabs from eight to fifteen, and let's just all have a little playing tournament. No, for the so eight you're, seed. you're taking it. You're taking a, hy- a like, hyperbolic route that doesn't. Like, it goes against the argument. But we can't look at t- seeds in the in the conference and say, well, how much does seventh and eighth matter? So let's just make it something fun. Like I think that's unfair for whoever. Like you do make the playoffs. Like you do have to win games to make the playoffs. Like heck, let's go up to the sixth seed then. Well, how much does the sixth seed actually matter? It's like okay, if they win fifteen percent of the time or twenty percent of the time in the playoffs, then how much does it matter? What's the bar we set of what seeds matter and what? Well, seeds they decided don't? that one through eight matters. We decided that. Yeah. Yeah. That was an arbitrary number. Okay. So now we Why have... not just make it the top four? Those what? teams what? really those teams really tried hard and those teams really got sure. to make the make the playoffs one through four in each conference. I would rather go to one through four and No, st- you would not. Stop. I would. Sign me up. No. Sign me up. Let's do you it. You think that the Mavericks are just as good as the Suns? I would rather go to one through four instead of going lower and saying one through 10, one through 12. Heck, let's have fun. One through 15. Like, let's just have fun. I with don't, it. I don't believe it for a minute. Let's actually have good basketball. Let's incentivize winning for once. Let's incentivize winning, winning basketball. Winning you have it, to, this winning is in the regular season. Win- like, actually, the course of a regular season, let's, let's incentivize that instead it of. Is- for the Mavericks, it's incentivized. The Mavericks are incentivized right now to get out of seventh and get into sixth more yeah. than any other team right now. I think they, they, yeah. So you're agreeing sure. that it's, it's incentivized. incentivized to move up, yeah. But like, yeah. Why would they not want to move up anyway? Like, it's not like this is going to push them because they've angled to play other teams before. Maybe they don't want to yeah. play the Clippers and they'd rather play the Suns, so they just stay in seventh in a season before. So they're incentivized to not win. Okay, is there a con- is there a a creation for NBA stuff that in enhances content that you're against. Oh, the uh, they did the horse competition that one year. <laughs> did that enhance content though? Because I think we all just turned it off because it was bad. <laughs> um, that enhances content. Oh, they went from. Oh, the all these back to backs I'm against. <laughs> There's, oh, too Lord, many no. back to, there's too many back to back. I would argue that hurts content because most oh, a lot of so many people set out of those games. And then the games don't don't seem to matter because people don't cover them as much. But uh yeah. No, I mean yes, it, it does add content, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Uh that's what we think. Tweet us what you think at Lockdown Mavs and then at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L. Harris. Guys, we will be back with a breakdown of the Dallas Mavericks next game. Let's see, they play the Memphis Grizzlies Wednesday. If you're watching this, we'll break down that game. The Mavs have to win that game, right? Like that's uh, one of those yes. games you just yes. you have to win against that team who's like breathing down your neck right now in the eighth seat. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. What what happened? <laughs> 